Hello, beautiful. I hope you had an awesome weekend. Today's episode, I'm back with my girlfriends, moms in the middle talks, and we just had a really great open conversation about our periods, our hormones, perimetopause, endometriosis, really all the things related to women, our bodies, learning a bit of a bit about cycle syncing and I'm gonna put a little pin in that I'm gonna be talking soon on the podcast about cycle syncing and why in the world it took me 40 something years before I heard about this but it is so helpful it has been a game changer for my mindset my overall wellness how I schedule my workouts it is so amazing and I've had somebody on here before Um, talking about it, but I just kind of want to talk about it my way, you know, because I'm going to be able to share with you exactly like how I've experienced it, how I walk through it, because it's really cool. Like, I'm super happy. And those of you too, I think I've mentioned this before, but like it helps even if you're in a business or you're working on a project or you're creating content there's seasons in your 28 to 30 days where you're going to be really more creative and you can create things and then there's the other seasons where you're going to be able to be like in the you know in the in the spotlight if you need to record videos or if you need to give a presentation at work things like that not that we can actually control all that right because there are some things that are not in our control especially when it comes to like if your boss is like hey i need a presentation on friday but I've just found I've been able to give myself so much more grace just by knowing it. So we will talk about that very soon, but I want you to enjoy this podcast. Enjoy us as we have our, our giggles and um, really just share our own personal experiences. And why do I like to share these? Well, I just feel like it's so helpful when we really tell the real stuff about what's going on in our lives, because there's got to be something in here that you may hear that's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know anyone else dealt with that. Or it just feels good to hear that we have our own lives and struggles and things like that too. Cause sometimes we can really get, we as in all women, all humans, we can really get closed minded into where we are in our life and start to really feel like, I can't believe this happened to me. This is my struggle. And so, and, and you know, the highlight reel on social media and all the things. So that's why we do these. Cause we're like moms that are coming together. We're like, listen, these are some hot topics that women like to talk about, and we want to share with you the real stuff, the what we're truly dealing with, what we've dealt with in the past, just to bless you, and I hope that you are blessed and it brings you value. And then if you'll just do me a favor, keep the reviews coming. They're awesome. They're doing great, but what I need you to do, if you haven't reviewed this podcast yet, I want you to pause it if you can, if you're not driving. If not, wait till you get where you are. Go to Apple iTunes on your podcast app, scroll down, click five stars, and hit write a review. It can be short and sweet. You can write a few sentences, super, super simple, and hit submit. As the interview or the reviews grow, the podcast helps grow and other people will be able to find it and see it. So I'm so grateful for you. You mean the world to me as my listeners. And I love you. Have an awesome week. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? 
Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking even when you told yourself you would stop. Waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. We are I'll good. confirm we're in the group and we're in the right group. <laughs> I think we're actually in the right group this time. We are. Look, there we are. Here we are. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Progress. So much progress. Heck to the yes. All right. What is up, mamas? Hey, mamas. Hey, we are so excited to be back again. The moms in the middle, all of us girls here coming together, gathering around the table where there's always room for one more. There's always room for you, sweet sister. And we are here tonight to talk about our periods and the hormone roller coaster because we are so here for it, right? <laughs> this is something we're all dealing with, we're all going through. And I think sometimes it's really nice to know that we're not alone and we're totally not alone. So let's kick this thing off tonight. I want everybody just to have a quick chance to introduce yourself and your podcast and how you serve women. Michelle, you want to start? Yeah, for sure. So, hey, ladies, I'm Michelle Porterfield. I'm the host of the Set Free Sisterhood podcast. And I help women just to get unstuck with the daily cycle of drinking and self-sabotage so that they can live a life full of freedom and walk into who God's called them to be. So thanks for um, being here. I love this chat. It's going to be fun. Katie May. Oh, you're muted, girl. I'm muted. (laughs) Oh, so y'all didn't hear my dog barking. Um, I am Katie May. I am the founder of the Facebook community, Marriage Empowered, and I help women transform their marriages into the relationships they've always wanted. And Katie May's hair is always on point. Can we just take a second to recognize That's a lot of pressure. It is. All the rest of us moms are really jealous every week. (laughs) Very blessed with naturally wavy hair. Anyways, Ryan, continue. (laughs) Our girl, Ryan. (laughs) I was just complaining about my hair yesterday and my husband, I'm like, I have the worst hair. Like my hair doesn't stay curled. It doesn't go in a cute bun. Like it's just always a mess. It's yeah. Anyway, I'm Ryan. (laughs) I'm the host of the wellness on the word podcast. And my mission is to really just help women become well through the word and um, really develop their own intimate relationship with God, who is their father and loves them so much. And I that's my biggest message. So I'm happy to be here. I love it. Ryan, you clearly have the best skin complexion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Tan tan all year round. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're missing two of our mamas tonight. We have got Ashley Carroll, host of the So She Grows podcast. It's our girl Ashley's birthday. So hopefully she's rocking out, celebrate big. 
she was headed out to grab her own takeout, right. For dinner. And we were all like <laughs> encouraging her turn some jams on rock it out girl. So she's a hoot. She's absolutely awesome. And then we also have Kristen Fields, Chadwick, who is just a sweetheart. She's the host of the holistic hearts podcast myself. I'm Katie Lynn Hedrick. I'm the host of the stepping into a joy filled life podcast. And I love to help stressed out Jesus loving mamas really just kind of uncover the balance that they're missing in their life. If we can even use that word, we do a lot of coaching around priorities, relationships, um, setting boundaries and discovering and walking out your purpose. So that's what really lights me up. But tonight we are here to talk all things periods and hormones. We are so here for it. So girls, let's just jump on in. Let's just share a little bit about where we're at right now with our own periods are you currently on birth control? How is that affecting or not affecting your cycle? And like, what does your cycle kind of look like? How do you feel going through your cycle? Just tell us all the things. <laughs> I'm not eating a jar of Nutella right now. So that's all I <laughs> just Progress. Like, I'm like a week away, which is like, this is when Michelle and I named my mean girl voice, Amber, the a-hole today. So (laughs) (laughs) Amber steps in full force this week. And I got to be real mindful of her because dang, she does not have compassion for people around her. She's real irritable. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, to that. Yes. (laughs) You're so real life, girl. Three-fourths of us are currently PMSing, so this is going to get real good tonight. (laughs) All kinds of stuff to share tonight. Um, I've, like, always had horrendous, like, periods, like, since the very first one. Super heavy, super horrible cramps. I like oversharing, right? Because let's just get real here. Like, throwing up, like, just full-on pain, tons of Advil. So that's just, like, my norm. Seven, eight day long. Um, Tried tried all kinds of stuff, like as far as birth control, but, um, the hormones make me even crazier, like absolutely bat, you know what I want to say. And, (laughs) and so I am not on any, thank God just recently, my husband actually got snipped. Jealous. (laughs) No birth control. But that's still not helping me with my period problems. (laughs) So, So, um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much just something I'm just, uh, just rolling with dealing with and, uh, yeah. Dang girl. So terrible periods for life. Pretty much. Is you it- know what? After I had kids, they got better. So I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll be, they, they, they're less painful. So I think God was like, okay, you went through childbirth. I'll cut you some slack. Um, so basically I just need to be really mindful of myself and I'll admit, I really would like to be more aware of how my cycle affects me. There are some women out there who like study this stuff, like every little stage of our hormones. And I definitely would like to build more awareness other than the week before Katie turns into this monster. That would be great. (laughs) So like, how do you manage the pain and all the symptoms that come with it? Is there anything that helps you feel better? Um, I mean, like Advil and a heating pad, it's pretty much it. And then it's just toughing it out, girl, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have endometriosis. And so they actually went in laparoscopically before we had my daughter, which is why we had, it was like part of it. Like (laughs) they went in, I did laparoscopic surgery. I had to get off birth control for all that. And then, um, well, there's Harper. (laughs) Wow. You've been quite the journey. Wow. Yes. 
so it's it's been a fun journey but I definitely know there are women out there who you know struggle having regular periods and so I will say that I can be thankful for the fact that I've always had them very regularly that is something that is a good thing trying trying to be positive here ladies I'm just trying trying to <laughs> trying to put a little I love it I love it on this. it's hard you're keeping amber in the closet good job Katie <laughs> shove her back in there just shove her back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to I used to manage a lot with um wine so like um that was like my second like oh, I've had enough Advil wine's a muscle relaxer so but then I used wine a lot for a lot of different coping mechanisms. So I had to cut that out. <laughs> that's no, that's so good. I think that's so real life. And our, and our girl, Michelle, that's, she does coaching around that. So that's like, she's my life coach. <laughs> she is, right? She, yeah. She's Katie May's life coach. That's so real life though. How many women are out there? Like, thank God to know that I'm not alone. Like I'm not the only one dealing with this, like this, struggling with this there's comfort just in knowing like there, I'm not alone in having a terrible period. There's other women going through it too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And that zaps, that zaps my energy. So I, and so does wine. So it's like, that's not, that's really not helping. So, yeah. And that's just one of the excuses we use, right? Michelle for drinking, like, Oh, this is going to make me feel better. This is going to be nicer. I deserve this. Yeah, Absolutely. And then typically, as we know, we feel way worse the next day and we're still low in our low energy. We're still dealing with the cramps. So we just kind of prolonged it. Yeah, because it definitely didn't make me nicer. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Ryan and Michelle, what are your periods like currently? I actually, I think I'm pretty lucky in the fact that like my periods are super regular. Like if I, you know, if I go past the 28, 29 and my period hasn't come, I'm like, Oh, uh uh-oh. Um, I have never been on birth control, which is why I've been, um, surprised three times when I got pregnant. (laughs) Oh, um, so yeah, I, I've, uh, and maybe that's helped me. I don't know because you know, there's, controversy around that too right like does birth control help or hurt us um so I'm super regular I I think the biggest part that affects me is like well first of all day one day two are always terrible pretty heavy um but the moodiness is like the the hormones is what gets me the most it's just like uh and I'm just like not nice I guess I need to name my my mean girl Katie because yeah, I'm not nice. And then, and then sometimes I had to check myself because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm using this as an excuse just to not be nice. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty regular. It's just the moodiness and, you know, just like knowing it's coming and then eh, it's not fun. Yeah. I love that you said that though. Like that you have to like check yourself and make sure you're not using it as an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah totally a thing. <laughs> yeah because sometimes I tell my husband like no I'm on my period like you know I'm on my period leave me alone like you're irritating me on purpose and he's kind of like side-eyeing me <laughs> I love it raise your hand if you've ever done that before <laughs> like <laughs> you know this is the week not to mess with me buddy you know <laughs> exactly exactly 
Well, I'll share. Um, I've had a quite an adventure to be honest, and I'll kind of keep it kind of across the timeline. I actually went on birth control when I was 15, very, very young. I was having severe, um, cramps and heaviness and irregularities. And so that was the decision at the time. And so it did help, but through the years, um, the same thing kind of happened later. It's, it kind of didn't work in the sense that they came back pretty raging and heavy. And I did end up having endometriosis as well. So I had the laparoscopic. So then I kind of transitioned in my twenties to uh, a shot Depo Prevere. I don't even know if they still do that or not, but it's basically, you know, you do a shot every three months. It basically stops your period because the goal is to not ovulate. So who knows what that really did to even my mental health and things like that. I'm not extremely uh, sure of that now. And then when I decided to go off of it, I will say it was such a blessing because there was communication saying, hey, since you've been on this shot for a while, it might be difficult to get pregnant. And I feel sure that that is the case for a lot of people. However, it didn't, it was not the case for me. So I was able to get pregnant um, <clears throat> and have my oldest and my girls are five years apart. So I did go back on the pill in between and it, and it did okay. But what I found was really awesome was after my second one and my husband also had a vasectomy was the fact that when I didn't have to go back on birth control, I chose not to. And I really felt better all around. I really felt more like me. Um, I think my body was really doing what it was designed to do. And for up until, so my dog, my youngest is almost 12. So up until last year, <laughs> which we'll get into this kind of a new phase I'm in, um, I was like clockwork. So yeah, it was great. It was like, finally, I felt like my body was doing what it was designed to do um, or was able to do. And then I discovered cycle syncing, like Katie mentioned, but that's really been helpful the past two years. And I know we might get into that in just a minute, but just helping me understand what's going on in my body through all the month, not just my period week or my, you know, to go, oh, okay, this is what's happening. How can I utilize this in my favor? Um, or how can I give myself permission to rest when I need to rest? So, mm -hmm. and then that brings us to today that we'll talk about now I'm in like perimenopause. Oh yeah. We're going there pretty soon because sister, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's been just a journey for me as well. And man, you know, I think so often we look at our period as a curse, which I guess, in a sense, it kind of is right. You go all the way back to Eve and how, when she got disciplined, pain and childbearing, it's all sort of like part of that. But I also think that it's, that it can be a blessing. And that when we talk about like cycle sinking and really understanding our bodies, exactly what you were talking about, Michelle, we can really get clues into how we work on the inside and like when and how we can function like at our best during different times of the month. So maybe we'll go into that a little bit more here in just a minute too, but I just remember being like 15, 16 years old. And this is really pathetic, but I remember laying on the floor in the fetal position with a uh, heating pad on my stomach and just like telling my mom it hurts so much, right? Like, I don't know, like a baby. Did anyone else ever do that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, it hurts. Is that yeah. pathetic? It hurts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. And so I'm like, man, I like, feel this good. Is 
<laughs> What's that? I said but I still do it. You still her. do it. <laughs> That's, okay, that makes me feel better. Me with my myself. heating pad. Yes. Girl. That makes me feel better, girls. <laughs> so when I was like late in high school, I did go on the birth control pill and that was fine or whatever. I got married. And I remember when we were first trying to get pregnant for the first time and it took us nine months to get pregnant, which part of that was my personality and my perfectionism and control freakness, trying to plan everything. And, you know, all this thing I had gotten off the pill, I was trying to plan it all out. I was like, so ridden with stress and anxiety that like, it wasn't becoming fun anymore. I was starting to freak out about it, worry about it. Why can't I get pregnant? So we went to the doctor and I was shocked when he told me that until it had been 12 full months, he wouldn't even, he wasn't concerned at all. And he wouldn't even look at me. I had no clue. Like that there's really only a few days of the month that are like prime for baby making. Right. And that it's pretty common to take some time. So anyway, I ended up getting pregnant. Uh, Chloe was breached. So I had a C-section and during the process of all this, during an ultrasound, <laughs> they discovered that one of my kidneys is in my pelvis. So that was a weird, interesting thing. And then when they were doing the C-section, he's like, oh, Katie, one of your ovaries and tubes are upside down and your uterus is weird shaped. He's like a third of your uterus is gone, not there. So, you know, minor freak out moments, but he's like, everything's fine. He's like, you were able to get pregnant and have a healthy baby. Like, it's fine. He's like, if you would look inside every, everyone's body, there's something inside everyone's body that's different in a weird place, whatever. So my doctor was like, so encouraging and kind to kind of walk me through that as I'm like laying on the operating table, having a total panic attack. Right. (laughs) So that was, I don't know, that was interesting. And timing. (laughs) Yes. Right. I'm like, Oh, you know, I was going to say, yeah, I was like, worried. Is it going to hurt the baby? Like what's wrong with me? All this stuff. But anyway, everything turned out fine. I've had two more babies since then health, three healthy pregnancies. Thank God. Awesome blessing. Um, but I remember in between those pregnancies getting on the mini pill and girls, it literally made me crazy. Like, and yes, Katie, and I could tell like all the synthetic hormones were just making me crazy. Like, I don't know how else to say it other than that. And I think when we're pumping our body full of synthetic stuff, it's doing stuff that our body like was not created really to interact with this synthetic garbage that we're putting in us. And so I ended up getting off of it. Then we had our last child and we pretty well felt that our family was complete. And after that, I remember telling my husband, I'm like, I'm not getting back on a pill. Like it makes me crazy. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm preferring you go get snipped, which he still hasn't. So that's a whole nother conversation, girl. We... <laughs> Same here. Okay, we need I'm to like, you don't want to have any more kids? Go do something about it. Bring on the husband <laughs> to have been snipped. I hear it's not that bad. I hear it's like two days and a bag of frozen peas, right? <laughs> it's a whole poke, y'all. It's not even a cut. I'm like, you were terrified of this. And it was so hard for me to be compassionate. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> we gotta have that conversation because I I've been working on him girls for the last seven years and we're just not there yet. So <laughs> now everything's just like all all natural on my end, but definitely preventing things on his end through other means. But we not- were on the condom we we're on the condom train for a long time. Okay, not, the condom train was enough of a, like motivation for him to like you know. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna get in here. Seven, Anna, we're not there yet. We're just not- 
yeah we were I'm like I don't want any more so yeah you know and I and I am I was legit crazy on the pill so he did not want that he He was with you on that okay he was like running to get it done (laughs) (laughs) my husband like (laughs) he did not want the other two alternatives so eventually yes (laughs) Chad didn't think I was crazy but like I could feel it on the inside and I would be like angry and mean and I'm like this is not me like it was seriously making me crazy I was having like anxiety attacks I was crying all the time and you talk about the hormonal roller coaster anyway you throw synthetic hormones on that sucker I remember one night this is like the final straw when I got completely off the pill for good we were like sitting around the dinner table and I just everyone's sitting there talking and eating I literally just started bawling and I got up and walked away from the table and into the bedroom and Chad came in to check on me I was like it's the pill like I know it's the pill and that was it that was it for me. And I got to say, since being off of it for all these years and just getting to know my body better, it's been such a better experience, such a better experience. So right around the time that COVID started, I'm just going to like barrel and just tell you the whole thing. Right when COVID started, I started bleeding like nonstop. And I'm like, this is really weird. And so four months into it, nonstop every day for four months. I'm like, Chad, I'm either like dying or menopause or something's going on. I'm like, I got to go get this checked out. <laughs> like I let it go four months because you know, the clinic, nobody wanted to go in the clinics in that time. And I wasn't having any pain or anything, you know? So I went into the clinic and met with my doctor and they did all the blood work and she did a pap and all these things and checked out everything. And she <laughs> looked at me and she's like, welcome to perimenopause. I was like, what? I'm 35, 34. She goes, yeah, you're in perimenopause. So what I ended up doing, cause I couldn't, I couldn't figure out any way to like, to balance this out, to stop the bleeding. So what I actually ended up doing is finding a supplement through the essential oil company where I get all my essential oils. And about, I was about 30 days into it. It had completely regulated my cycle, like completely really? naturally. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like gave me my life back. But I will say during my period now, it is when I'm on my period, it is all the perimenopausal like clots, not, not good experience, (laughs) not a good time. So Michelle, do you want to speak to that just a little bit, kind of what you're dealing with? And when we talk perimenopause, it's this period of time that comes before you enter the glorious 10 years of menopause, right? So you want to share your kind of symptoms, what you're dealing with in that, Michelle? Yeah, for sure. And I think I know it's so funny that it's, it was COVID. I don't know what we were doing tapping into our bodies, but I actually had COVID at Christmas time and my period was about 15, 16 days late. So my first assumption was like, oh, like I Googled and I was like, oh yeah, COVID can do that. It does everything else. I mean, all these crazy symptoms that we can have. And so that's what I just thought that was it. And then each month that came, it was just always different. It was either um, it came closer together or really further apart, or I did experience um, a time or two with like just like spotting for 10 days before and then still having a period or like, you know, it was just so random. And I think for me, the first part that just really threw me off was just the whole, like, oh my gosh, I've been scheduling my life for 10 years. (laughs) Like I, 
I went to go on vacation and I can look at this. And then now all of a sudden, I don't know, I'm just going to have to release a little bit more control. So it actually took me a few months to be like, okay with it. Like it just bothered me that it was so different. And especially too, since I had learned about cycle syncing and I was on this rhythm of like when my energy was high and, you know, when my creative part was coming out and when I truly needed to rest. And I really used that too for like types of workouts, like what is, what is best for my body during this week? Cause it's very different when you're in your ovulation week versus your menstrual week. So for me, it was just another level of uh, releasing control. <laughs> and understanding that I don't get to to choose that and then really now just really tapping into what's going on so now I'm actually um, about five days beyond my normal what the schedule would be and so I've just really been trying to pay attention to my body and I can definitely feel more and I think that's where the beginnings of all of the things that we all share and talk about is the awareness and really just being aware of okay what's going on in my body where do I feel the tension um, am I really tired like what is worse what's going on do I need to push myself or do I need to really you know take it easy so fortunately I don't have any hot flashes yet because that's what I hear is really um, hard when you're when it affects and I sleep okay um, that's what I hear that's really tough on women when you hit that phase of the sleep and the hot flashes. Yeah. Do you girls notice? And sometimes during the night I get this when I'm actually ov ovulating, you know how your basal body temperature goes up, your core temperature goes up. Have you girls like felt or experienced that or paid attention to that, that during the time when you're ovulating, like I will wake up hot mm -hmm. during that part of my cycle. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have chills sometimes too. Like I'll go to bed and this is usually, well, this is kind of new. So I'm not really sure what phase I'm in when this is happening. Cause it's more, but I'll have like chills where like I'll, my whole body will, you know, and I'll have to layer covers. And then of course, once I'm in my sleep, I'll have to do the, you know, take the covers off. Cause it's like, wow, my body's warmed up now. So it has been, it's been, definitely been, um, it's been interesting. Yeah. So let me just share with you girls kind of my perspective on the cycle syncing. And I'm not a doctor. Of course, we all should always consult our own physician on these things, but just in the simplest form from what I've learned and studied, and I know there are actual like period coaches out there. And I encourage you girls to check into that. Cause I think there's a lot of good information just waiting to be discovered out there. But from what I have observed, what I've learned with my own body. So if you think of the four weeks of your cycle as the four seasons of the year, so I like to start talking about the winter season. So day one would be like the first day that you're bleeding, the first day of your period, right? Day one is your winter season. So and yeah, right. Okay. Have you heard of this, Katie? No, but I love it. Oh, oh you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Okay. So day one, the first day that you're bleeding, this starts week one, this, this starts your winter season. And so just take yourself to winter, right? You want to curl up. You want to stay home. You want warm foods. You don't really want to be out and around people very much. You literally want to be home on your couch with a blanket and some warm soup, like Netflix and chill, right? Does that make sense? Yes. All right. Your energy's low. You just want to curl up at home. Okay. So then basically your second week, which everybody's, you know, seven to like three to seven to 10 days, but we're just going to go week by week, just 
just for ease here. So then you got spring, your second week, right? You're headed into ovulation and you're like, you think about spring and you're like, things are starting to bloom and come alive and you want to start going outside and getting fresh air, right? You start feeling like a little spunky, like new life, like thank the Lord, the long winter is over, right? And then your third week, you come into summer when you're ovulating and you're like, woo, let's go. You're feeling good, right? Your body temperature goes up because you're ovulating. So you think like cool foods, right? You think about summer, like you want watermelon, ice cream, all the fun, fresh flavors. You want to be outside. You want to be having 4th of July barbecues with your friends and hanging out with people. You're feeling good. Your energy's high. And then you come into fall, which is your PMS week, right? Which is <laughs> where three of us are right now. And you start thinking about that and you're like, oh man, like winter's coming, like just kind of getting ready for winter. Like I just want to sit in my kitchen and eat all the Nutella, <laughs> right? And your energy's kind of starting, you're kind of coming back to this place where you just want to be curled up at home during that, that week of your cycle. What do you girls think about that? Does it make sense? So I've heard, I, I, I knew about the seasons, Katie, but your descriptions were like life. So that was amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, thanks girls. So when you think about like your productivity and your energy, even like working out plan and planning your work, your vacations, even your sex life, mm-hmm. when you know this stuff, you can plan all of that around it. You know, when you're going to be most creative, you know, when you're going to feel just closed in and you don't want to mess with any of it, right? You don't want to schedule any coaching appointments that week, right? When you're in winter, you just want to curl up and like speak to your soul, right? During that week. And, and I got to tell you, this changed my life when my husband learned all this and started paying attention to this. He literally knows what week I'm in. He knows how to approach me. He knows like whether or not I'm going to be, you know, excited about, you know, hanging out in bed together. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, like it affects our sex life. He knows knows when I'm in the fall, he's like, he knows, he knows why I'm just kind of starting to withdraw and not, not super, my super bubbly self. Cause he knows, okay, she's in fall headed into winter changed our marriage. Let me tell you. That's awesome. That's really, that's good. Because sometimes like I, when I talk to my husband about it, I'm just like, I don't know. I think if they know more, they can be more helpful. Right. Or like just understand how to approach things differently. So that's cool. Like, I think informing him would help us because sometimes I'm just like, you already know. Yeah. You girls go highlight it. it, Be like, this is my winter season. (laughs) This is my summer season. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I want to share a, I'm going to share a highlight and an aha for me as it relates to working out because I know there's probably a lot of women that really, that love to exercise and challenge themselves. And I found that once I learned this about myself, that, you know, when I'm in that high energy phase, then the HIIT workouts and the boot camps, they're great. And I'm really like feeling strong and like celebrating myself. And then when you're down into, you're moving to the fall and winter, what happens if you're still doing those type of workouts, which I was, it is easy for you to actually have injuries. And it's also easier be, uh, to really kind of talk trash to yourself because you get to those and then you're like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I do what I just did two weeks ago? 
And so we basically poo-poo our progress and we get very discouraged and we get down on ourselves. And then what do we typically do when we get down on ourselves? Give up. Yeah. And our choices are not great. So we go home and we might choose foods that don't really suit us or choose to drink more wine because we're in a negative mindset. So just for me learning like, oh, well, during that low energy week, I need to really just be walking or stretching or doing just some sort of low impact to my body. So hopefully yeah, and being kind, yeah, being kind to ourselves and to our bodies. There's a super famous motivational speaker who she's like, I run every day of the month, (laughs) you know? I don't care if I'm on my period four miles, five miles a day. And I feel like it's pushed women into this thing where they're actually feeling less than if they're not going a hundred miles an hour every single day of the week. And I totally don't agree with that. Like our bodies give us clues and our bodies were created to be amazing and to do amazing things. But I think that we need to like become more in tune with that. Like, I feel like God speaks to us even through our body and our cycle, And I think that we should be kind and use that for good. All of that information for good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think on the, on that, like mindset too, like, I think that's just like feminism in our culture today, right? Like it's, it's, and I say this carefully in the sense of the type of mindset that like, we are almost like it started out with like female equality amongst men and now it's almost like we're denying our femininity yeah right? I totally like, agree that's, that's not that's not stepping into our power as women it's taking our power away from us right and what you're mm-hmm. talking about is let's yeah we are women like and our bodies do scientifically run a certain way for a reason and the more we know about it the better humans we're gonna be not like nah nah we can be like dudes and pretend we don't have periods like no that's not power you know yeah that's so good I think that's we could good do- that's a whole conversation <laughs> yeah I was gonna say okay that's a mom's in the middle right. talk right I'm not trying to get off topic I'm not Femin- trying to get off topic feminism but- <laughs> no it's a thing I think we could have a really good conversation around that because that Katie you're spot on yeah yeah well and it totally also covers for that that's good Yeah, it just talks about what you just said simply is if we're truly going to be the woman we're called to be, then the more we know um, what our body's doing and how to care for ourselves, the better we're going to be. So ignoring it is is really kind of a form of disobedience. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Totally. I've... um... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, Ryan. I've tried... I've like learned a little bit about it and like you know dipped my toe in the water a little and I'm like oh that's cool like I'm gonna go back to that and I keep forgetting to do it early you know what I mean but I you guys have inspired me to really look at my own cycles and what seasons I'm in and I'm excited to do it now so you guys can hold me accountable (laughs) oh my gosh girls what an insightful and fun conversation tonight this has been really good this has been really good really fun is there anything that you girls know now at where you're at in life now, is there anything you know now about your bodies or your period that you wish that you had known way earlier in life? Well, like everything you just said was really, <laughs> was really you get you and Michelle. Be, being nice to yourself. <laughs> that's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's yeah. always, always good. 
Um, uh, I, I know early on in my marriage, I wish I knew more about myself and my responses because then just like you guys said, like you can always versus him being terrified of that season <laughs> or being able to even talk about it. Right. Like, but earlier on, yeah, just, just giving, just giving myself permission to like, this is life. It doesn't have to suck. It doesn't have to, I mean, look, sometimes, yeah, it does. Right. It's inconvenient, but also like, it's a beautiful thing too. It can, it can be good. It's just like anything, how you take it, how you look at it. And the more you know about it and the more you're nice to yourself about it, you know, the better you're going to be. It's really good. You know what I love is like that this generation of women and moms, like we didn't really have access to that right early on and like out and us being women or moms, but like how cool it is that we get to pass that on to our daughters and really like launch them off in a better way than, than we were able to. So I think that's really exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah I love that. My daughter is 13 and we have such an awesome and just honest relationship. And I'm so thankful that we do. Cause I know there's a lot of girls out there that don't have that. And I think it's so important. I think, you know, as mamas we're we're called to equip them and speak truth into them. And it's like, the more that we know now, it's the more that we get to pour into them and, and better equip them. And I think that's, that's an awesome privilege and honor and blessing to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, just to answer your question is truly the, uh, Well, I mean, my comment was when I finally learned about cycle sync and I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm in my forties. How come I'm just now hearing this, right? (laughs) So I think it's that and really not just like, because it's cool and it's trendy and there's coaches out there. It's because like, it really was an aha for me. So anyone listening, like if you, if this sounds super foreign and you're like, oh, that's cool. There's several apps that you can use and just take the time to, to look into it because even down to the the things of like the deeper longings that we have that typically comes out during that winter and that it really advises once you learn a little more, like when you're in that week to like really sit with yourself and go deep. And that's really your sort of your barometer. That's kind of telling you like, what's really off in my life right now. Is there something that's just kind of not really jiving or what is really working. And there's a lot of time too. And I think that's why, you know, you think about it, like maybe that's why we do slow down in the the energy drops so that we have to get still and we have to really explore that kind of stuff and really see like, what is it that is really going on in my life right now? Cause just think if we were always in summer, you know, could we really have that deeper awareness? I don't know. I don't think so. So yeah, that's my thing. I love it. That's so good. Girls, thank you for sharing so vulnerably tonight and openly and honestly. And all you sweet sisters who are tuning in, we hope you're taking away so much value from these moms in the middle talk. If you are, reach out to one of us, all of us. Let us know what you're loving. Let us know what you'd like for us to talk about next. And be sure and share these talks with your friends. They're going out to YouTube and the podcast and the Facebook groups. And we're just basically blowing up social media, right? We're just here for it, girls, right? (laughs) Yes, we're here for it, but we're here to serve you. And we really do come at this from a place of love and servanthood and you girls tuning in just mean the absolute world to us. So we'll see you next time for another episode of moms in the middle. 
Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.